The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic. Men, do you know which medications could cause incontinence? For more information, visit clevelandclinic.org slash mention it. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, September 5th. Here's today's Big Idea. The DACA decision highlights the chasm between Trump's compassionate rhetoric and reality. Back in February at a press conference, President Trump was asked about fears in the Hispanic community that he might get rid of what's called the DACA program, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Trump promised, quote, we're going to show great heart. DACA is a very, very difficult subject for me because you have these incredible kids in many cases. They were brought here. We're going to deal with DACA with heart because I love these kids. Well, today, the Trump administration is expected to announce plans to end the DACA program, which has allowed nearly 800,000 undocumented people who were brought to the U.S. as minors to live and work in this country without fear of deportation. The government will reportedly delay enforcement for six months to give Congress time to find a legislative solution that lets these so-called dreamers remain in the country. Trump has often talked about the need to be compassionate on social issues, But his rhetoric hasn't matched reality, as he has repeatedly acceded to the wishes of his dwindling base since taking office. There are lots of examples. At the Republican National Convention last summer, Trump said he'd, quote, do everything in my power to protect our LGBT citizens. Then, once he took office, he rescinded protections for trans students in public schools and recently issued orders to bar transgender people from the armed forces. Trump called the House health care bill, quote, mean. But that did not stop him from whipping votes for the measure and holding a rally in the Rose Garden to celebrate its passage. This all reminds me of a famous episode from the Nixon years. During Richard Nixon's first year in the White House, his attorney general sought to reassure anxious African-American activists by telling them that they should not worry too much about the president's divisive rhetoric on issues like voting rights. John Mitchell said, quote, you will be better advised to watch what we do instead of what we say in the president administration. That's true now more than ever. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Hurricane Irma has strengthened to a Category 4 storm and is threatening to make landfall on the U.S. mainland as early as Friday. Florida and the Gulf Coast continue to be at risk. The East Coast, including the Carolinas, are also potential candidates for landfall, or at the very least, heavy rain, strong winds, and coastal flooding. The Coast Guard began relocating helicopters over the weekend from Harvey Ravage, Texas, to Irma-threatened Puerto Rico, Florida, and Georgia. Florida Governor Rick Scott issued a state of emergency Monday for every county in the state as the forecast worsened. Number two, Congress returns from summer recess today. House lawmakers are slated to vote Wednesday on an $8 billion package of emergency aid for victims of Harvey. That storm has already claimed at least 60 lives, according to the latest estimates. For context, Texas Governor Greg Abbott says Harvey recovery could ultimately cost the federal government $180 billion. That would be double the amount required after Hurricane Katrina. Number three, following North Korea's apparent test of a thermonuclear weapon on Sunday, South Korea's defense minister suggested the return of tactical United States nuclear weapons to the Korean Peninsula. This is a strategy that some experts warn could sharply increase the risk of accidental conflict. In Seoul, the defense ministry warned that Pyongyang might be preparing to launch yet another missile into the Pacific Ocean, perhaps an intercontinental ballistic missile that could theoretically reach the mainland United States. Trump and his South Korean counterpart, meanwhile, spoke on the phone for 40 minutes Monday night. They agreed to work together to punish North Korea for Sunday's nuclear test. 
but it's not clear how they're going to do so. The U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, said during an emergency U.N. Security Council meeting Monday that North Korea is, quote, begging for war with its provocative actions. She pushed for the strongest possible sanctions against the Kim regime. But Russia and China, who have veto power, balked. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, September 5th. You can read much more at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. I'll be back tomorrow.